0: Podcast listeners, greetings, and welcome to another episode of My Shot of Life with your co-host, Stephen and Victor. We're joined today by a good friend and a fan of the show, Matthew. How's it going, Matthew? Hey
1: guys, how's it going?
0: Uh, Thanks for coming by, and uh, the subject that we have today is actually brought to us from Matthew, so we really appreciate you bringing your suggestion on. Sure do. Welcome to the show. So today's episode, we'll be discussing whether or not it's okay to enjoy art, art, including entertainment, music, media, media, anything from people who might otherwise be immoral or people who are featured in the art and entertainment. Today, we'll be sipping on McAfee's Benchmark Old Number 8 brand, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Man, I can't say that fast enough. So guys. Cheers. Cheers. Let's get this started. Any initial thoughts?
2: Surprisingly decent. Yeah.
1: Pretty smooth.
2: Yeah. Surprisingly. Oh, what was it? $8, you said? I believe it was $8.99. <laughs> <Did> you, <get laughs> you get this at Costco? <laughs> <of> this, yeah. <laughs> Available at your local ABC store or liquor store, depending on wherever you live.
0: So, following up our segment today, we'll be talking toilet talk, everyone's favorite subject. Everyone's been talking about it. And then we'll be talking about the art of washing hands in the bathroom, and that is do you actually wash your hands after you use the bathroom? All the time, sometimes, hopefully all the time. Matthew, I'll let you get started on the topic since it was your subject that you brought in. What are you you thinking about the whole whole Me Too movement and how this relates to your, your subject?
1: Oh, uh, well, really, uh, so what, uh, kind of spurred this idea in my head was just, uh, so I'm a big, uh, Quentin Tarantino fan and, uh, all of his movies are great in my opinion, especially like classics like Pulp Fiction and, uh, so Kill Bill. And so with Kill Bill, there's been a lot of, um, a lot of issues between Tarantino and Uma Thurman that I believe they have recently worked out.
0: Uh, I think he provided her with the videotape to, uh, to yeah, publish yeah. On so, the, uh, in the on article. The
1: background, um, so there's a scene in Kill Bill, I can't remember if was Volume 1 or Volume 2, I believe it's Volume 1, where Uma Thurman is driving uh, in a car and I believe it's supposed to crash. I can't recall. It's been a while since I've seen the movie, but. Um, So the car that they had was actually altered a bunch. It was like this old beat up car and they had it altered and they got a new transmission for it, stuff like that. And during filming, it actually broke down. And beforehand, Uma Thurman was like really scared to get into the vehicle. She wanted a stunt double and Tarantino insisted that she drive the car. So afterwards, Thurman got really injured, um, had to go to the hospital. And so, uh, And again, Tarantino actually said, I think, the other week that this is one of his biggest regrets of his professional career. And so that has kind of caused me to kind of reevaluate where I stand on Tarantino and his movies, um, especially because a lot of his movies were produced by the Weinstein Company. And then then
0: we know that the the, uh, Harvey Weinstein situation right now
1: so it's just uh, that's kind of what has gotten me to think about it, and uh, I mean, I'm a being at a liberal university. I it's pretty easy for things to get outraged. Or, <laughs> yeah, people get mad very easily, and so I imagine
0: so. Yeah. Do you think that's because there's a lot, a lot less for them to worry about in their own lives? Um, you know what I mean. Like <laughs> so, when you're when you're at a, a liberal arts college. Tends to be a more expensive college. Someone usually might be paying for you to go to this college. You understand what I'm saying?
1: Uh, so, I mean, I think I mean I'll just go ahead and say it. Um, so uh, I'm at UNC and being in the Research Triangle, especially near uh, places like Carborough and being in Chapel Hill, there's a lot of just there's a lot of liberal personalities among the staff as, as well as students. So it's almost like, I mean, I I identify somewhat. definitely left of center but on most issues sure people do just i think it's all about people kind of get wrapped up in their bubble of influence i mean i think you see that with people on the far right as well as people on oh absolutely far left and so yeah not to go too off topic but yeah i think i think it's it's more of just it's maybe less to do with having less to worry about and more to do with just the perpetuation of ideas that, and you oh, don't yeah. really, and you don't really have anyone. There's to not say. many
0: free think- thinkers. It's just kind of like a.
1: Well, it's not. It's uh, again. I don't want yeah, like yeah. to, kind of trash people. Who, or, but it's, we don't have to go down that route. Yeah. It was just
0: more of me asking. Yeah, I think it's just more like you. Question, you, you
1: keep asking. You're having these thoughts, and then all, you, all everyone around you is kind of share, or most people around you are sharing similar thoughts, and so it's just going to continue to build, it makes it very hard to hear dissenting opinions. So
0: So linking this back to our topic today, you're a big fan of Quentin Tarantino's work, Um, As Am I. I love... I've seen, I would say, most of his films with the exception of, I haven't finished Jackie Brown or... yeah, uh, There's one other movie, I I think of his, I have not seen, but we're worried about if, if he's done that in his life, does that make him a bad person? But then again, you also said he had some sort of relationship or at least it it sounds like via some of the articles that you've read he has a relationship with the the Weinsteins or at least Harvey Weinstein so is he a victim of of having a a relationship with someone who has a a bad background now that this has come out and so does that influence you in any way to not want to watch any of the movies that he has anymore
1: so I definitely um so his handling of the situation with Weinstein and Uma Thurman uh, was not ideal, and been, I'm just gonna say it. I mean, I love I love the films. It's gonna be it would be really difficult for me to not watch them, but it does kind of it does make me reevaluate them in a sense. I will be less I'll be more skeptical of the of Tarantino films now that I know the relationship. I mean uh, the the issue. For me, is I don't. Despite kind of exogenous influences of the Weinstein incident, it's kind of hard to argue that those events made the the material itself worse. So the movies are still going to be great, no matter oh yeah, no matter what. Like well, it, so, the thing with me, and, just and kind of how you like perceive them,
0: and, it, so, and when it comes down to movies, um, I I even. I grew up watching these movies called Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. If you've ever heard of that? And <laughs> I, if, from what I recall, the director was I can't believe he was, I, I can't remember if he was a sexual abuser or a sexual assaulter or alleged rapist, right? Um, and this is a long time ago. This is like 20 years ago. But I found out that they made a Jeepers Creepers 3 recently. And then that came out. I was like, "Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna pay for this movie, or you're gonna watch this movie, or buy this movie, and then support this guy who did this thing." Well, there's a couple of things that you can weigh. You can say initially, like right out the gate when you we come up with that information, "Well, I'm not gonna support it because this one guy did something really bad, or allegedly did something really bad a long time ago." You can say that and then end it. But then you can say. Well, he did this, and then he paid his time. I, I think he may have went to court and settled, or he went to jail. I, I don't know the whole story, and I apologize for not looking into this before. That could have been the case, too, where he went to jail for whatever he did wrong. So he served his time, and then you can, I guess, forgive someone for that at that point, or not. You also have the option of looking at it from this perspective of, well, there are hundreds of people who worked on this movie, with the exception of him. So, they're all trying to make money as well. Even though this one guy's making money, you're not necessarily supporting him, but you're supporting the film and the people who were behind the film, did the makeup, into the acting. So, when you're not going to watch a movie because the director was a piece of shit, or even with, even with Tarantino, Samuel L. Jackson's a great actor. He's in almost every single one of his movies, and then he... I mean, Quentin Tarantino knows how to get a great performance out of any actor. So you're going to miss out on a good movie no matter what, you right. know.
1: Well, I mean, I f- first we need to just dis- uh, kind of say that Jeepers Creepers is not in any way close to <laughs> Pulp Fiction or <laughs> no, oh, no, I know,
0: but it's it's still like one. It, it's no, not I know, guilty just, pleasure just, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. I, I get. It. I used to watch those as well, but yeah, um, that's scary. When I was growing <laughs> up, man. Yeah. The... F- God. <laughs> I don't need to hear that. Potty mouth. Kind of something that uh, you mentioned that these events happened, even if they occurred many years ago, or mm-hmm. like uh, they serve some kind of ret- there's some kind of retribution for the actions. Uh, it's so hard to kind of disassociate the person from the negative action because mm-hmm. I it's just I guess one thing that I want to make sure. Isn't happening is saying oh well this person kind of like you've seen defenses of people oh well why didn't victims come out at the time of the the, the time right. wouldn't happen yeah, yeah but it's it's way harder than that and so at least I mean well I, yeah I, I mean you have anything.
0: the you have and this is something that people might not think about is the legal costs that you might be drowned in as an individual person right you know so you're risking your career and then you're risking whatever money you have to go to court and it to be drawn out. You exhaust yeah. your funds, and, and then, then it you just have, goes away.
1: Yeah, and then you have some institutions that could go against you anyway just because yeah. of inherent bias in the system. And Now, so. if we
0: were to shift from directors, because that's what we're looking at right now, into individual actors. Um, one of the biggest people who got hit, I guess, during the whole scandal process in the past uh, eight months, maybe? How long has it been? Almost a year? Yeah. I, I can't even remember. But Kevin Spacey, right? So Kevin Spacey was putting out great material. Uh, one of the, one of my favorite movies, A Beautiful Mind. I've seen parts of the House of Cards series, but from yeah. what I've seen, I mean, it was really compelling and it was really. He he sells the role as the as the southern yeah. gentleman who betrays you, I guess. But what what do you think about watching his material now that the allegations come out and he's kind of just, you know faded away. I don't think he's been in the spotlight in, in months. So are you are you less likely to go back and watch a movie that he's in? Or it does it not really matter? Because I can see it as he's playing a character. He's not himself. You should be able to separate between the movie and the person itself. But that's just me.
1: Right. Well I guess that is tough because I mean one of my favorite movies that has come out recently is uh, Baby Driver that uh, Kevin Spacey is in. Oh it's yeah, that's right. Brilliant movie and he's in it. He is he plays an important role in the movie and it has maybe I haven't watched it since the allegations. I'm not saying that I won't go back and watch it again. Yeah. Because of them, but uh, it has made me question whether or not i can appreciate it as much and uh what what can make me appreciate is everyone kind of the point you were making earlier is that Mm -hmm. there's so many people who go into these movies or these art projects and they had no idea like i i follow uh edgar wright on twitter and i believe he tweeted out like i I didn't know that uh (laughs) this was going on And, and that does make me feel somewhat better about it it's still it's still unsettling i guess but uh it's difficult for me to write kind of write off a movie that i loved because of one person did bad things and again i don't want to take this to the oh it happened so many years ago because that's it shouldn't matter when it happened it happened and really i think what made it worse is that his apology was
0: Oh, dude. bad. It, it was it was, it was bad. more about himself than it was about the incident.
1: Yeah, I said.
0: Or he came out as gay at that time. Well, right? he he's
1: been out. Oh, has and he so been out? Which I thought made was it saying... even worse. I th- I'm pretty sure he'd like been out for a while.
0: Oh, well, I thought it was kind of like known in Hollywood, but I thought he he pretty much just kind of didn't say anything about it. Right, or, right. Yeah. I thought whenever he posted that, it was like him cel- It was yeah. not him celebrating, but it was him coming yeah. out as a gay man to the world.
1: Yeah, but he said, "Oh, I didn't." I don't remember those moments. I'm really sorry about it. But hey, look at me. Like, I've got this thing going on in my life. It's like, that's not what we're talking about, man. Yeah, like, that's, yeah.
0: He, that was, and I then, wonder if that was a PR stunt or if that was just him.
1: I think, trying, reacting in the worst way possible, maybe. I don't know. Because it just, it was really, know, like, again, no issues if you're gay. I mean, just, if you're going to come out or make a statement about your sexuality, or anything about you personally, yeah. don't have it being an apology for something that you, that's like freaking, I don't know, OJ coming out is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like obviously this, it's very different, but like. Wait, what yeah. OJ didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: That's
2: definitely a tough call. I think, I mean, and we've discussed this before, off mic, the idea that, you know a lot of these people are facing allegations and are still technically innocent in the court system however in the court of public opinion they are guilty as can be and so for a lot of folks you know you're not going to be able to kind of live that down it's going to tarnish your uh it's going to tarnish your legacy i guess what you're leaving behind but there's definitely still room for some sort of appreciation i mean i just kind of recently got into more of kevin spacey's movies this would have been you know months ago before all of the allegations came out against him finally saw what is it american beauty and then there's another one that he's in not wise guys
0: the usual suspects the (laughs) usual suspects
2: yeah so, you know, all, both great movies um, and Baby Driver, as you mentioned, Matthew. I've actually been seeing a lot more recently on Twitter, more people coming out and saying how good the movie was. You know, no mention of Kevin Spacey or anything, but a lot of mention of, man, this was overlooked, should have been Oscar nominated in more categories right, than it was. Well, how about soundtrack. this question? And so there's clearly an appreciation for the work right. still.
0: Well, how how about this question? Can you still appreciate his work in the movie and comment on how well he his performance was in the movie, but then separate that from the man, the, in, the, the man, the, man, the man yeah, yeah, the individual.
1: That's that's tough because now, a, I mean, now
0: that we know what we know, hmm. we have some sort of bias going in.
1: I would say definitely that kind of depends on who you're talking to, who your audience is. Because I mean, he did he put on a great performance in the movie but it's if you say that to someone who's been affected in by like some kind of yeah. like sexual assault or anything like that it then obviously they're going to react negatively they're, and it justified that they would and so it's just uh i oh don't know that's tough that's really tough
2: i think the the comparison i make a lot of times is with athletes and you know professionals that you see performing out there uh, on TV or on the field or on the court or in the ring, wherever that might be. Um, and I think Floyd Mayweather is a good example. I hate him with oh, a yeah. passion. Um, I think terrible. he is a terrible person, a crap human being, but I respect him as a boxer, not as a person. Honestly, if that dude just like keeled over... You know the I world. Think he takes the world care of his kids. Pretty the world well. might actually be a better place. I, I think yeah, he, he seems sure. to be like a good
0: father, except
2: for the part where he beats his wife. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Sorry, <laughs> that's that's like the thing. That is the reason that um, like he is a crap person. Oh yeah, I mean, that's... I'm not saying he's a bad person because he's like, you know, full of himself and a jerk. I'm saying that because he is a legitimate bad person. It
0: makes him even worse that he's like a world class boxer and he yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Who... He,
2: like i can still separate and respect he is the greatest boxer of our lifetime like up there with muhammad ali and george foreman and but that
1: doesn't mean he deserves
2: yeah it do- you don't have to respect him as a boxer i'm just saying i do right. but i I do not respect him as a person
1: right yeah. no it's actually um kind of sticking to boxing uh with and i guess ufc a little bit but boxing um the other who did Floyd Ma- Mayweather?
2: Conor McGregor?
1: No, uh, I was gonna get to him, but
2: great guy, by the way. Manny uh, Pacquiao. Oh, Manny
1: Pacquiao. No, yeah. So there's actually uh, he is a reper actually representative in the Filipino. The Philippines. he's yeah, yeah.
0: like a head of, head of their legislation yeah, or something yeah, like that. I don't
1: legislative know. body. He's definitely yeah. Uh, but um, he is actually. So he comes across as this really nice guy and everything, but he has some really, really messed up views on uh, homosexuality and is just... Oh, yeah. He is 100% anti-gay, anything, LGBTQ. Mm -hmm. And it is... He has called for some pretty... From what I remember, I can't remember exactly the specifics, but he has called for some pretty jacked up stuff in... uh, to be passed in the philippines regarding homosexuals and uh just members of the lgbtq
0: yep cool um
1: i didn't realize that
0: that was something he was really serious about I, yep.
1: well i i guess like from his area they're
0: very uh
1: i mean yeah are you they have catholic
0: to, or are they are they i guess they're
1: yeah definitely some kind of yeah uh, christian denomination and another boxer slash ufc fighter uh conor mcgregor he is also said some he had some really incendiary comments that were pretty racist and stuff during um his uh like the build up to the fight between he, he and Conor McGregor. But yeah, but are you, I mean, he and Floyd Mayweather. Sorry. Yeah,
0: but do you think that was more of like building the fight and he was getting people to hate him? Well, just I, how, just how Floyd Mayweather was getting people to hate him on the other side, you know?
1: I think that's I think that's less strategy and more just being a the, dick. There's, a line. Mean, I, I there's really a line. I really don't know though man.
0: because I I think they both toe the line of being an asshole enough that you're like, I want to see the other person knock him out, right? How many people wanted to watch that fight because they wanted to see Conor McGregor w- maybe luckily knock out Floyd Mayweather because they thought Mayweather ran his mouth so much?
2: Well, I wanted it to happen because Floyd's a crappy person. No,
1: yeah. I think well, I, mean, I think it's just, it I, too, I yeah. feel like, I mean, That's, this is a totally different conversation, but or actually, I guess it kind of fits in the same thing. I think it's, that's less of, again, I still don't think it's much strategy. I think it's more of what kind of power can, like, the kind of people, powerful positions can attract. Because, I mean, you look at, I mean, the people who are in, like, at the helms of these movies or who are featured in movies or in music, even with uh, a lot of big-name rappers uh, having some pretty, and like, indie rock bands having some pretty bad allegations thrown in their way. Um, along with, I mean, government positions, sports. I mean, there are some really, it's just that powerful people, I feel, can believe that they can get away with stuff and because of their status, because of the money they have. And so, um, I, I don't know. It's just it's it, it. people feel, yeah, people just feel like they can get away with stuff. and
2: Does that abuse of power sway Europe? opinion in any way, like we're kind of talking about um, the ability to separate the person from the product. And so, you know, the use of that use and abuse of that power could paint them in a light where, you know, I don't respect them as a person, but I appreciate the work they've done could be a politician who, you know, uh, is involved in sexual harassment cases, but has actually done decent work as a politician in getting stuff done and getting, uh, reform, you know, his area or her area, wherever they are, um, responsible for moving in the right direction. And so can you, what constitutes someone being a good person, you know, even if they're abusing that power? Um,
1: well, I would, I would like to see some, uh, if we can find them uh, just some examples of people who do kind of toe that line in the sense that they are saying or doing really bad stuff, but also saying and doing things that are good for their community or good for the country even. Because um, <clears throat> I feel like a lot of times, I mean, this could just be the nature of uh, how stories spread in social media and just in media in general, but uh, I feel like once you hear good things about a person – it's very unlikely that you hear um, any like negative stuff like that come out of them. I mean, it's different from like and vice versa. Yeah, right, right, exactly. And so it's different from them performing well in a sport, movie, music, whatever, uh, because that is doing something well, not doing good. I guess it's uh, there's definitely mm-hmm. you have to. D- Kind of totally separate those mm-hmm. and uh, ideas, and so yeah, I feel like again, it's a it just kind of again blurs the line of what you can and can't appreciate or yeah. not. I don't want to say can or can't, but right, but like what you, you feel know, comfortable. With. Yeah, yeah,
2: they've passed a couple laws that went into effect, and say for instance, they cracked down on drunk driving, and you know, death rates go down. 12 percent in your county or whatever um from drunk drivers you know can i mean you should appreciate that um but at the same time it could have been a a crappy politician who is a scumbag uh who enacted those laws so i mean you appreciate the results but you don't like appreciate the person who did it right So it goes, I guess, with everything we're talking about. You can appreciate the end product. You can appreciate the movie, the hard work that went into it, um, that others put into it, and even that that person put into it to give the maybe Oscar-winning performance of a lifetime, but they're still a crappy person at the end of the day. Well,
1: even going, like, kind of tying in the politics thing, so many people and so many ideas go into legislation that's passed. It's not just that one guy or one girl pushing their uh, agenda. It's usually, and usually, they have a certain agenda. It's fueled by special interest groups or stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so, yeah,
0: wh- wh- where it should be
1: fueled by their personal motivation, right, uh, right, or do their do local good. their local community, right, the people exactly. they represent, yeah, yeah, exactly. the people that's, that they represent. That's, that's the point. Yeah. That is the yeah, point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that is all, so lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: so I want to bring it. Back to the actual art and entertainment. I know we're, we kind of got lost on the down the politics route. A I little mean, bit. yeah,
2: we've talked athletes, politics. Yeah.
0: With ath- athletes, if I have a football player that there has been history of football players that are uh, domestic, abuser. domestic abusers. domestic mm-hmm. abusers, and if you're putting up twenty points a week for my football team, am I allowed to be okay with that, or oh, am I like, yeah, this is great, or should I drop them ethi- because, for ethical purposes? Like this person's. A, clearly a terrible human being but they're a good football player
2: i say change sports you should watch hockey because those guys are normally 99 they just beat the each other up yeah they're good yeah. people they <laughs> so you don't have to worry about those yeah. things uh, i mean that's just, so that's
0: just a question with you about the reported. football like that's just i mean that's a one-off thing but
2: but it's applicable to Every single season. There's yeah, well, no a different one's, gonna, no one's dropping
0: Adrian Peterson if he's putting up points or for Ezekiel Elliott, as we've heard, was going through court. I don't, what was he in court for?
2: Hitting a woman. And then I think he, he was put, in like a regular bar fight too. And then with pushed off the
0: suspension process and then eventually got suspended. Yeah. Who was dropping him on the team? No one. If you Good. could get him, you would get him. Like that's just how it was. So when there's money on the line, People don't care. Yeah, I
1: feel. I feel like you're. That's something where the institution of the NFL should be taking more responsibility to crack down on stuff like that. I don't know if at that point it is the responsibility of the consumer, okay. you guys watching. Right, watching the but store, you're still. But you're
0: still. I guess you're, you're making are. the decision though by saying like, well, I don't care what he does, like, even though it's. I mean, it's fantasy football. It's it really is nothing like in the in the scheme of things. But you're trying to win a game, and so you're winning at any cost possible. And so, at the cost of your own morality, you're picking this guy up who may not live by your standards. But at the same time, you have. Everyone else has players on their team. I don't know how Eli Manning lives outside of li- life. He could <laughs> he could go home and snort cocaine all night long, and I have no idea. I'm mean, I'm totally against that. But if he does that, and I don't know, well, I could draft him, <laughs> find out. Eli Manning doesn't make it to the game because he did cocaine before the game. Oh, great! I started him today. So does Eli that make Manning me... is awesome. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but,
2: I think it would be interesting to find out you know, because there are so many cases of domestic violence in football specifically, uh, there is one guy in particular who has actually just um, added, like, Joe Biden has this initiative, former Vice President Joe Biden uh, has this initiative to look into domestic abuse, and he has, uh, like, a not-for-profit organization that kind of heads up different strategies to approach it. And uh, one of the guys he added is a current NFL football player for the Pittsburgh Steelers. His name's William Gay. And his mom was in an abusive relationship, ultimately ended up getting killed. And, uh, you know, he's been a strong uh, advocate for domestic violence awareness. Um, And so... That's kind of like, you know, he has to take the field and play against the Dallas Cowboys and Ezekiel Elliott and, you know, Greg Hardy when he was in the league with the Panthers and the the Cowboys. So, you know, how does it make those people feel who have experienced firsthand the impact of these abusers and, you know, they're taking the field... Making and these millions guys, of dollars. Yeah, making millions of dollars to play a game, which we may... <laughs> talk about at some other point how i hate everything that society has become revolving around the world of sports that people play a game a game for a living and make millions of dollars i hate it but but that's that's for another
0: day okay i was gonna bash you on that one maybe some of our fans would appreciate that maybe Maybe crack down on you vic maybe some of the
2: teachers that you had should have gotten paid more than four thousand dollars a year. What <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? That's my yeah. argument, Steven. I guess my education the reallocation, of, yeah. funds, reallocation so of funds, reallocation
1: of funds, reallocation.
2: Athletes food. do not deserve to get paid what they get paid,
1: especially oh. whenever others are d- people who are doing stuff for the community are, d- are doing more personal stuff for the community, like teachers are that to actually have. Sections. Oh yeah, impacts? I thought we. Were yeah. I thought you money. and
0: I were talking about your. I was gonna say your love for sports. So I thought it was ironic that you brought up. What you said? That's what I thought you were getting at.
2: I do like playing sports, and watching just and soccer
0: and football.
2: I guess soccer
0: is the biggest offender, right? No,
1: Um, I'm soccer's. What I'm saying is I'm being hypocritical
2: because soccer is where the most money is exchanged. And
0: okay, well, anyway, anyways, we're but I digress. Literally bouncing off the walls. (laughs) So whoever's listening to this podcast, are we literally? Please, please say. We're not done yet. We're not what? done yet. Uh, let's look in the literature, right? So I brought this up to Vic earlier, and I thought I thought it was going to be a good example. He seemed to shoot it down and say it was not a good example, but I want to use Sun Tzu, who wrote the book The Art of War, or at least he wrote something down, and then someone published it as him, right? So one of the great, uh, I guess, military Strategist. strategists, Strategist. however you say this, yeah. From, and I couldn't tell you the age where he was from, but he was like in a Chinese dynasty. A long he helped, time ago. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago, hundreds of years ago. And he helped uh, lead an army to kill thousands, hundreds of thousands maybe, hmm. um, of other people for the benefit of his, mm-hmm. his uh, dynasty or his uh, country. So does that make him a bad person?
1: Well, I feel like you have to kind of take military action kind of with a grain of salt especially um back so long ago because it was a totally different standard of living like if we're that that is to me very different from looking at kind of modern art again back to our previous examples of movies even sports uh because that that is people yeah they're doing something they love aka producing this art but then also engaging in uh, really just bad behavior outside of the realm of their or like so abusing their place no of est- power.
0: There's no established morality back when this was going on. Well, I mean, so there is established
1: morality, but killing people for the name of your country was considered moral for a lot of. If you look well, at, well, for us if, it's not. It's well, been for happening. Us it's,
0: through Well, <laughs> all right, or is it? Take Dwight.
2: <laughs> Dwight Eisenhower, he's an author, he's written books, one of our past presidents, I believe like the 34th president or something, he was a general in the U.S. Army, yep. like, you know, he's responsible for coming up with strategies to go kill Nazis, I believe, and so, like, you know, depending on what side you're on, he was either moral or immoral, or bad or good, and yeah. so...
1: It's just my my I I'm not like I'm not bashing your point. I'm just saying it's kinda of, for me it's difficult to associate the two of Well, all right, so how about this? I appreciate
0: the the boats that the Vikings created. Like I like I appreciate the way that they long sculpted boats. it. Long boats, the wood that they used, the sculptures they created inside the boats. But Vikings pillaged and raped families and just normal people all the time and that's what they did so am i allowed to appreciate the art that they had but also identify that these are savages
1: yeah i mean i think
0: i i mean i think so too but i i'm just saying
1: that that, that that's definitely a more like a more prevalent connection but like the again um so i hate making this argument because it can only be it can only extend so far but, like, that very different standards of living. Not to say that it was right to, for them to do that, because it wasn't, obviously. But if you look at the time, I mean, people, uh, again, I guess it's more of a question of abuse of power again, because, like, that's all that really was. they had was. the ability to they do have the so. They had the ability, they had the power um, to do terrible things, yeah. take advantage of people. And so now it's kind of translated like something as obscene as the actions taken by Vikings and other uh, other s- societies, quote unquote, in um, like 1500, I mean basically from for thousands of years, uh, it can it's kind of translated into these people of power who and ins- now instead of just killing and whatever whoever they can for the name of, getting more territory it's taking advantage of women or taking advantage or taking advantage of a the situation they have uh to kind of get rid of maybe do away with uh yeah. what's it called uh, their enemies or their uh competitors and they can do that because they have the money to pay people off they have just the means to do so and so it's really it's kind of looking back again how power can totally change how you how you interact with people and in a very negative way I feel like I mean, the whole the notion that power corrupts individuals is I definitely see that as true
2: and so, absolute yeah. power corrupts well, we absolutely saw. Well, we saw yeah, yeah. Tiger Tom. Woods
0: who seemed to be like the greatest human being of all time
2: but behind <laughs> the scenes
0: he was out there in Poundtown
2: <laughs> definitely Poundtown But I guess to go back to, like, the Vikings and to make a couple quick points, I mean, to go back with Steve, you know, I definitely am on board with the appreciation of, um, the longboats that they created, the whole idea, you know, medieval times for me is kind of cool, and then even ancient Japan and things like that, you know, you have your knights, you have your samurai, you have your Vikings, um, You know, I think all of that stuff is super cool. The weaponry, the shields, the armor that they wore um, in the process now of possibly designing new tattoos to get. And the idea of like it was so cool, the weaponry and the armor back then. And they were all fighting for different reasons, but they were all killing people. And that's the thing. Like I can appreciate certain things that went into the crafting of, you know, the blacksmithing of all of the equipment and how cool some of the designs were but when you look on the deeper level like they were fighting not necessarily for great reasons and so you can still respect things that came out of it like those times but looking back you know it might not have been the best execution and so i think another aspect back to the vikings you know, the reason they abuse their power so much, it wasn't even, you know, it's all part of their strategy going forward. It's it's a psychological warfare as much as as it is physical. And so if they're going in and raping and pillaging these villages as they conquer them, it's like the next village over is like, we might as well just like give up and get out of town. You know, it made things potentially easier for them. So that is... You know the reason why they were doing the things they were doing, and it was bad and so wrong. So that was their
0: strategy. Yeah, yeah and it, it happens so, in yeah, other but, cultures um, too. What, what bothered me a little bit when you said when you said that it was it was different for Sun Tzu and his country to kill thousands and thousands of people, but then it's it's bad for Vikings to kill and then rape and do all what they did. Well, it's
1: a, I'm not saying that it wasn't bad of Sun Tzu to. I mean, I I know nothing about whoever, who this guy is. Yeah. I appreciate uh,
2: him as a strategist. Right.
1: And he was
0: the greatest military strategist of all time.
1: killed people. (laughs) Well, just even with uh, the Vikings connection, like, for me, it's just, it's very difficult to kind of associate um, or kind of connect kind of immoral behavior in art and entertainment today with what was at the time considered moral and behavior back thousands of years ago but now that we we attribute that or we say that that is totally immoral so right now the difference is people are aware of what's going on and they believe the general public believes that these actions that people in power or some people in power are doing are immoral. But at the time, well the, does
0: it matter at the time though because we're looking at it from our eyes not their eyes. So that's just like whenever we're looking at or when people were looking at the uh uh the Confederate statues, right? And they brought them down earlier last year.
1: Well, the the thing with the That's
0: their eyes and not our eyes, yeah, right? But
1: the thing with the Confederate statues is that there were most of them I I Want to say, like, upwards of like 90% of Confederate statues were actually erected after, uh, like years and years and years after the Civil War in response to uh, civil rights movements. Civil rights movements. Well, most okay. of them came up during Jim Crow, the Jim Crow okay. South. Uh, so like, that again is that yeah. was a clear retaliation against civil rights. Okay. Well, that, prevalent. I mean, that does, I mean,
2: say, yeah. you look at Regardless of whether or not Sun Tzu was moral or immoral in his military strategy, dude's just trying to survive, man. Yeah. He's just trying to live longer than the other group of people that's trying to kill him. Yeah. So well, all right. Again, well then,
0: let's go to a worse example, right? Uh, and I know you had it down, and you re- you read you have read the book. Buzz Aldrin. Nope. Did he <laughs> kill people on the moon? <laughs> <laughs> Moon people. (laughs) Uh, That's why there are no aliens, guys. (laughs) Buzz Aldrin messed them up. Uh, No, you read Hitler's book. Mein Kampf. I have not read that book. I don't know what it's about, but can you still get an appreciation for what the book represents? I'm
1: just going to say my hot take, less of a hot take, really, is that some people are just so bad that it's not... Okay, to like, well, all right. I mean, like, I want to challenge cannot...
0: that. No, no, I want to challenge that. What you're saying because what's your favorite band?
1: Favorite band, oh, Frank Ocean and Carsey Headrest for like. So, it,
0: so, if somehow Hitler was alive and his favorite musician was Frank Ocean, would you be like, ah, I have to reconsider that? There's
1: no way Hitler's favorite artist is a gay black guy. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> what if he didn't know he was gay? It doesn't matter. Okay, but that just, now I'm you're saying, taking it now you're taking it to a place of No. That's well, like me and Harvey Weinstein having the same favorite movies cuz that just because he might like the same stuff I like doesn't mean that I can't like it. No, you're well, we're talking about But you're saying ideas are produced ideologies, right? Ideology produced by the person is though. Produced by this person. But he could
0: have mind. been influenced by something else, you know. Yeah, but influenced And you, are you guys could, I'm
1: influenced by certain things that could make me act totally different i mean i don't do like well two people can
0: read the bible and get two different interpretations
1: yeah you're right but that's why i don't read it (laughs) (laughs) well
0: that's i mean i'm just saying that's how that's how religion is right that's how islam has their different sects, and that's how christianity does too but what i'm saying is that you can have two of the same basis for information and then two different conclusions from that basis so so I you think and I that, could read the but, same thing and then and then but, deviate in yeah, different so paths. I, guess, I think I think
2: the comparison isn't right on your end necessarily because you know you're taking this third party look at it that Hitler appreciated oranges and I like eating oranges. It's totally different than Hitler believed in killing Jews. I certainly don't believe that. No, no, no.
0: That. I'm not saying... I'm not... I don't want to even have that connection there that I would even advocate for that sort of thing. I'm just no. saying... Oh, yeah. No, not you're not. Right. We're not well, saying that. I don't know what's inside the book, though. Right. So that's, that's what's hurting my argument, but...
2: Not necessarily... It's not even like... And there's certain... Like you said, people can read something and get different interpretations out of those. And so... Even going into reading Mein Kampf, my... And it's the same with the Unabomber. We've talked about this on the previous episode. I have read his... um, Manifesto. Manifesto, His manifesto. And it's more of a desire to understand, like, what the hell happened to this crazy individual that caused him to lead the life that he led. And so, you know, in reading these things, it's not... That i agree with anything involved in them and it's not that i appreciate them in any way it's more of a glimpse into their
1: psyche yeah so i think it's just it's kind of we shouldn't look at of about how i mean if you are influenced by mind comp or the unabomber manifesto in a way Seek that help. makes you yeah exactly if it's a if it's dangerous. in a way that makes you dangerous uh Or makes you want to spread these horrible horrible ideas then that is more of a problem with you if you're one who, if you're one who interprets Christianity or Islam in particular because uh, there are a lot of uh, people who say oh well or there's a lot of kind of propaganda saying that Islam is a bad religion no it's just it's how people interpret it and it's it's not that it's not the source material that needs to be looked at it's the individual and so I guess it's going back to that's why I have my uh, kind of opinion on the whole like some people are so bad that they don't deserve a second look is that it's if the individual is going to do these horrible things then that's it
2: regardless how good Hitler's art may have been when he was younger
1: it's it's void if you're going to Kill if you're going to commit mass genocide in the way that he and the Nazis did, then
2: cannot respect him
1: as so an artist.
0: Why do you think that people? <laughs> this is like, did Stalin ever do anything? Uh, did he ever put publish any art or any books or know. anything? Okay, because I was going to kind of compare the two and say that the while Hitler knows. deserves the bad rap that he got, sure, Stalin doesn't quite get the. Uh, He's he not quite there. He, exactly. Right, but then but then on the record he has led to the murders and killings of more people than Hitler has. But, but he, I, I just feel like no I mean I feel like every it's, it's easy just, because like it's
1: it's super easy to point out Hitler though, yeah, just cuz of obviously, the scale and that's the like
0: whenever you when you punch something. your grandma in the face it's like everyone's <laughs> like gonna, that everyone's going to tell you no that. no what I'm saying is everyone's <laughs> going to tell you why the hell did you do that because Clearly, that was a that you should be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what could a grandma do that you'd literally punch a grandma in the face? That was actually a thing. I
2: don't you remember a couple years ago it was like the knockout game that was going around where you would just randomly oh yeah punch just different people randomly
1: go yeah. up to someone and punch them in the face. It's Some hard kids tried to like
2: knock out a grandma and she like just took the punch like a champ, and the kids ended up getting arrested. Some like bystander Jeez. tackled the kids to the ground and this they got arrested. Great. It was great. Just
1: a, that's a so, yeah, Sorry yeah, so uh, to compare
0: so that's, the two like that, but so what obvi- I'm saying is it's an obvious so, wrong. Yeah, so yeah. that's
1: actually that point. That's kind of going off, again, the distinction of individual versus individual's influence because obviously these kids were influenced to do, like, they saw these videos and stuff and thought, oh, this would be funny if I tried this. But that's a problem. Like, I had seen, like, or at least heard of those videos, and I was never like, oh, yeah, I want to go punch someone's lights out just for the hell of it yeah. like so it makes i guess it's really hard uh to boil i mean kind of take all the kind of wrap it back into our original uh kind of discussion on the appreciation of stuff because i guess you can appreciate art but you can't appreciate the individual and who produces such art whatever i don't know it's but then, even
0: you were saying that if the person's so bad that it doesn't even matter it, what it they shouldn't. produce, yeah, some people just well, don't. Can we na- can we name one other individual besides Hitler that if you saw their their body of work, you would you'd be like, no,
2: Steve Dinkins Jr. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Great, um,
1: <laughs>
2: on par with Hitler.
1: Uh, I would have
2: to say. It's definitely, you're right, though. It's a case-by-case basis.
1: It's okay, yeah. It's well, I know, but I'm
0: can you, to on- it, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's, because it's, it's so easy of an example. I mean, it is very fair why he's been painted the way that he is, because he painted he could... like an artist. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, maybe, um, I mean, I would like to, I'm assuming Bill Cosby is guilty just because, all the stuff about him, alleged. I know it's all alleged, and it's really you can't.
0: How about this with the with the amount of evidence or the amount of uh, accusations against him? It is very highly unlikely that he's not Yeah, guilty of something. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah,
1: yeah. And so it's and I actually saw an interesting take on uh, like the whole be- the alleged uh, argument is that. I can't remember exactly what the argument was saying. It was basically saying that, yeah, innocent until proven guilty is important because of all of the kind of challenges that women face to come out uh, about these instances and how, how often they are dismissed as, Oh, boys will be boys, stuff like that. It's kind of in this case, it's you're, In a lot of cases, especially with these powerful people like Bill Cosby or like Kevin Spacey, I I know Kevin Spacey was a little bit different because it was with a gay man, but gay boy, gay boy, yeah, young, a little worse, gay boy, a lot worse, yeah. And so I should say a boy,
0: (coughs) yeah, who is now a man, yeah, yeah. and not a woman,
1: young, young, young person at the time, but yeah. uh, So anyway, it uh, it's kind of at this point you have to look at. Certain cases, again, it is a case-by-case case, uh, analysis, but some people are just, you kind of have to assume so you don't think there's at any, first.
0: you don't think there's any redemption for Bill Cosby?
1: I mean, if he, if he really did drug tons of yeah. women and take advantage of them, then absolutely not. I don't think there's any redemption. There's a
0: guy that we know who is either in jest or in seriousness. I honestly couldn't tell you. <laughs> has said, Oh, don't throw him away. I mean he's old, he doesn't even know what's going on anymore. And it's like it doesn't it doesn't, doesn't take away from the that, fact that, that, that what he, he did, did it and he
1: did know what was going on well, at the time. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all
0: right, I don't want right. I don't want to get sued by anybody because yeah. we're saying that we're spitting he, out false yeah. truths. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I mean I think of
2: OJ for one. You know, we were a little too young to have grown up with the whole case, but we've seen enough and read enough about it you know he's absolutely he's the definition of uh innocent in the court but guilty in the court Not of like public I. opinion well that's and probably so because he
0: also lost the the civil case Civil case, yeah. yeah so i mean that didn't help at least
2: yeah definitely didn't help that he had to do all the the payout stuff but um he's one for me that like you know you could be the greatest running back in the world and you know just can't I, I, I don't acknowledge him as a football player and yeah. it might be because yeah. of our age we didn't grow up seeing right. him play football yeah. but you know I remember
0: him as a movie star
2: I remember him <laughs> as a criminal <laughs> alleged yeah, yeah. criminal well a guilty in a civil court criminal right Yeah. Um. so you know and then he's gone on to do nothing but prove my opinion right
1: right with yeah. all of his well, other
0: yeah. Actions, yeah I mean yeah. it seems like he, his life kind of just spiraled. spiraled
1: out of control yeah. after that so going kind of off of that it's uh going back to our, our first example of our second third example i not exactly remember but uh harvey weinstein it's uh it's really difficult for me to decide how much i can appreciate stuff produced or made by the weinstein company because again we we already discussed it's so many people go into the production of those films, and he really just throws money into them. That's yeah. All, that's all his real function I mean, is. So, because he is irredeemable, in my in my opinion, that's just because like the stuff that he did was just,
2: super scummy.
1: Yeah, just a total scumbag, and so. But again, like I guess it also, if we're looking in the wines at the Weinstein case, then, his function was to give money to f- make for movies to be made that's right he didn't he like, invested in the in the production he of invested movies. in it he didn't like I at least not to my knowledge he didn't have like hands-on yeah and, and no employed so many individuals it's
0: hard to say it's hard to really say that you can't I don't think you can completely write off the appreciation of any of the movies I mean there I'm sure have been a bunch of crappy movies that he produced right. Uh, I don't I couldn't name any of the, the big movies that he's produced and they were, you know, amazing and critical fame and everything like that. But I don't think you would write those off just because someone would put the money up for it. I mean right. that's because someone's See, that's an investor kinda, of something I mean. that's yeah. That's different. If it's someone abusing their power in direct relation to whatever the art or entertainment is, I think that's when you start getting a little bit fuzzy. So
2: i think transitioning not necessarily to a lighter subject but um i guess this rather than being the person behind the subject matter being immoral or bad this is taking a famous author and looking at the presentation of the subject matter as immoral or taboo and so uh, a while ago probably almost two years ago now I saw a list of the top 10 most controversial or like banned books in the world and so obviously I watched the video learned about the books and a couple of them I had read a couple of them were your typical like Catcher know the rye was that in there? catcher in the rye was in there which by the way I I would recommend reading it I don't know why it was like banned or controversial because someone the kills ending someone in the name of it? was horrible oh maybe yeah maybe someone wasn't that yeah. Charles Manson I don't know but the ending of the book really made me angry anyway um, on the list were a number of books um, and one of those uh, I went ahead and ordered like all of them some of them I had read already but one of the books was Lolita uh, which is by Vladimir Nabokov And so the idea behind the um, story focuses on, like, pedophilia and also, you know, a taboo relationship between a stepfather and his stepdaughter. And so, you know, the subject matter, very taboo. I I mean, the reason I read it was because I wanted to find out why it was so controversial. You know, it was on this list along with, you know, huck finn and catcher in the rye and slaughterhouse five um you know all these classic literature books and so i read it and honestly you know i felt a little weird reading it uh i was reading it on flights back and forth to dc oh, and God. so having to pull that book out in airports and on airplanes was a little weird well, i you wonder know? how many but people actually know what the book is yeah, yeah. yeah um but, but the it's like the subject matter is taboo can i respect it as a book Even though you know this idea of an, not technically incestuous, but a
1: like, pedophilic, yeah, a very
2: inappropriate relationship took place. Um, And so, as a read, I thought it was one entertaining and two, you know, well written. But um, you know, I mean, I guess that's that's where I stand on it. I thought it's definitely worth a read, regardless of the fact that the the. Uh, subject matter is controversial
1: well i i think it's less of whether or not because i mean you can have uh i guess it's whether or not less of whether or not the subject matter itself is controversial it's how the subject matter is portrayed and so like or the character is portrayed so like if say there's a book about kind of this inappropriate relationship if it's portrayed in a good light then that's where it becomes, I think, a real issue. Um, So, yeah, I I think it's, again, less of uh, the subject matter itself, but really, like, because you can tell, like, whether or not the uh, author views something in a good light or a negative light.
2: Steven's currently pulled up a list of controversial books, and he is looking through them. Well,
0: one of them, which I surprisingly guessed was one of your censored books the lolita express it was just lolita it's just lolita lolita express was actually an, uh, an event or something that I think the fbi dubbed this this actual plane where people celebrities or higher up people would go to this guy's island and perform sexual acts with underage children So that's, and they got the name, the Lolita Express, which was the airplane from the book Lolita, which you read. I did.
2: And I have to say, looking at this list, there are only two books from this list that you pulled up that are on the same list that I went through. So Lolita is one of them, and uh, To Kill a Mockingbird uh, is the
0: other. But, so with Lolita, um, what what was the subject of that?
2: It... It was an older
0: man falling in love with a younger woman, right? Yeah,
2: so he basically specifically sought out this woman to have a relationship with the woman in order to get to the daughter. And so the woman, woman, uh, spoiler alert, the woman had an untimely death, and so the now stepfather became the primary caretaker and, you know, exploited that fact. Um, And there were points in the book where, you know, i'm not saying (laughs) is this is this book about woody allen yeah maybe i have to be careful with the way that i phrase it but you know the young girl she may not she at least the way it was portrayed in the book kind of had an understanding of you know it's almost as if she egged him on and like she knew that he had these inappropriate thoughts and feelings for her and she you know Le- didn't lead him on but kind of invited him in for it so
0: uh, with with that
2: ultimately she found the error of her ways and like yeah, you yeah. know
0: well, with that subject matter do we think i mean do you guys think it's it's inappropriate or is it is it one of those things that you should not even touch it like it's i was I mean, it is, it is taboo. i was
2: very nervous to read it especially in public but i did it anyway and i feel like i'm it was worth it to me because it was, it, it was a good book to read.
0: But it was still, I mean, nonetheless, it was still creepy. But yes. It, I, I guess you can <laughs> compare it to I even mean, <laughs> watching or listening to the serial podcast. You're listening to actions performed by a serial killer and being well, narrated. Well, that's not,
2: not, serial is just that it's a serialized podcast. Oh, well. The, he sword, allegedly so- killed so- one person.
0: Sword and the, uh, s- not sword, sword and the Sword and the
2: stone. Merlin, he was a killer. (laughs) Um, Um, What uh, it's it's like? Yeah, I mean Atlanta Monster up and vanished. All these great true crime podcasts—you're dealing with murderers.
0: Sword in the scale—that's what I was thinking of. That's the one. That's the one I was telling you about. Where uh, one of the podcasts I listened to—he brings up Sword in the Scale—and in the Sword in the Scale episode, it was talking about this. Guy who would go on AOL like chat rooms and talk to people about how he would murder kids and then he would talk about chopping them up and eating them. And it was they read the dialogue in like a computerized voice, and it's so
1: creepy. That is awful, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess that goes back to uh, so again, my previous point of it was it's how the actions are kind of relayed and whether or not it's in a positive or a negative letter. it sounds like in Lolita that there was again I don't don't know anything about the book this is the first time I've ever actually heard of it sounds like or you said that she like learned to that this was inappropriate and so kind of backed away from the entire yeah. experience so it's like I'm, a lesson
0: to
2: yeah exactly.
1: the, less in- of a lesson and more just
2: It definitely goes to the the point, the way that it was painted, at least the way that I read it, it was never dark and negative. It was always presented as just kind of like another thing. thing. Right. And so it wasn't, you know, when you read it, yes, you knew and understood that the relationship was wrong, but you never got the feeling that he like abused his power or overstepped his bounds in any way. He did because that's you know because not a it's the, just a wrong yeah. thing but it was like it was never like he just straight up raped her or anything like that
1: yeah i guess it's kind of the author's it it would be interesting to know the author's actual intention behind the book because that cuz that would totally change whether or not it'd be appropriate to, for it to even be on shelves anymore i guess so mm-hmm. at least for me so well That was a long discussion. (laughs)
2: Yeah. It was good and relevant. We definitely welcome comments on the discuss page for our episode discussions. This is pretty wild. We're getting deep into it, man. You know, that's going to be coming at you normally on Wednesdays. uh, But additionally... We have podcasts on Sundays, too. That
0: is the Raleigh Rambler. Definitely. You can find it on our website. Sure
2: can. If you guys out there are either visiting or already in the Raleigh area, definitely go ahead and check out the Raleigh Rambler. uh, That's going to be available on, you know, everywhere. iTunes, SoundCloud, everywhere our normal podcasts are available. And definitely check out the website, myshotoflife.com, where you can find a link to all of the information that is contained in there, Um, and that's going to give you an idea of what's going on in the week to come in the Raleigh area.
0: All right, Matthew, do your best fart noise because it is time for Toilet Talk. I'm just not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good idea. (laughs) Uh,
2: On this week's edition of Toilet Talk.
0: Previously on Toilet Talk. Uh, so, no, so this week we're talking about using the sink in the bathroom, washing your Classic. hands. Classic. You yeah, learned this stuff in preschool. Not peeing in the sink. You learned Just this stuff before day. preschool. One <laughs> yeah. what, what of the things I was always growing up to do immediately after you finish, no matter what you're doing. But no. what do you guys think? Using the bathroom, number one. Number two, do you always wash your hands? I mean, yeah. Do you always wash your hands?
1: I mean, like on occasion. Of course <laughs> okay, I don't. But like, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah you honesty. Sh- you should wash your hands every time. And so I, I would say, most, m- most close to all times that I use the bathroom, I will wash my hands afterwards.
0: But every time that you poop. Oh,
1: absolutely! Oh, that's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm. Gl- all right.
0: So that's the typical routine. I feel like There's that's like- not even a bias. That's just like. I I will say
2: there was a phase in college, and this was not by my own doing, that uh, the bathrooms in the dormitories were not stocked with hand soap. Rather, they were stocked with hand sanitizer. And the thought process behind that is that the use of antimicrobial uh, hand soap actually, over time, your hands... Yeah, yeah, the
1: bacteria kind of learn how to... Correct,
2: yeah. yeah. So the bacteria ultimately, what you, know, you keep using the same
0: zero one percent for that the is hand just gonna sanitizer. Be a super extra. And so, huge shout
2: out to my undergrad bacteria. university, Duquesne, for doing the research. For doing the research, mm-hmm. they said that hand sanitizer was better. So, there was you know a time where I was not washing my hands after, but I mean, bathroom you have use, a, you but have I was cleaning, using
1: hand sanitizer. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah.
0: that's Well, I'm all on board for hand, san- hand sanitizer. Inside the urinals. I've never agreed uh, with anything more. Not the urinals. (laughs) Inside inside the The stalls. The stalls. Yeah, not like that. Yeah. You're pooping, and you finish, and you got your fecal fingers. You have to touch fecal fingers. Episode one, man. Back. That's a shout out right there. There you go. Hashtag fecal fingers. Um, you have to touch the door handle. You're not touching your your foot.
2: Your button. Your zipper. Your belt. That's right. Yeah.
0: You're putting all that dirty mess back on. Yeah. You're taking it back yeah. with you to your desk? Regardless
2: of how clean you wiped, you know. Yeah, it's, still not, there. it's still
1: gross. It's. Let's see. Okay, so that kind of goes back into. So if we're talking about stalls, we're talking about public restrooms. Have you. I'm sure you've seen this where people in public restrooms have the audacity to take a piss, get out of a stall, and just walk right out. I am yeah. so glad you brought this I am this significantly. Up. God, it me I do out. have
2: to say, I am less upset when. Guys, specifically, I've never been in a women's bathroom before. Thank you for clarifying, <laughs> um, guys will pee and not wash their hands and leave. I'm upset about it, but I'm not like enraged. But when people are using the other end and they're taking a poop and they leave the stall is, and immediately leave the restroom,
1: that's horrific.
0: Straight up disrespect. I mean, you're a psychopath. Yeah, for not. Not even realizing, not even thinking, not even considering the and fact so that one of the things that has dirty. to
1: be deliberate. This is it's it has m- to it's be. not a pass. It's not an talk. excuse. I'm just gonna walk. Uh, yeah, it's not store.
2: an excuse. It, everybody poops. You gotta walk into the bathroom. You gotta own it. You know, if you're pooping and you come out of the stall and there are like six people in the bathroom, you know, stare them down. Like, what are they gonna do? Judge you what, for you taking a what poop? It is? Do
0: you think the people get people nervous? get
2: nervous? They hear someone else come in to use the urinal or whatever, and they immediately. You know they're done in the stall, and they open it up and they run out because they don't want you to see them to know that they just took a poop. Oh, so what do you? Oh, do you the, feel no
1: one them? is that fast for me to not get a quick glimpse and be like, "Oh, that's." that's I purposely uh, that's look Steve. look behind well, there's <laughs> myself.
0: There's a guy who we call Stinky Pete in the in the uh, office. We share an office. He works space. at some
2: law firm. Yes. Yeah, so if you're out there just, listening, dude, if you're in Raleigh watch and, and you hire a law firm, don't do it from whatever law firm this guy works
0: yeah. at. Uh, n- now, what do you guys think if if he walks inside his office and then immediately is like, oh gosh, i got to put some hand sanitizer on me.
2: He's already... It's too late. You've left. Because well, I know. I'm he just has disrespected wash hands, you.
1: Wash your hands, then use hands.
2: You have to like open to the, the door to get out. That's like... He's yeah. disrespected you. He knows you're in there. He you knows you have to leave the bathroom. You know what I have
1: to do when we
0: leave? I, I use, use my, my pinky. pinky. Absolutely. At the top of the door, or like my... Uh, my uh, index finger, I pull it with one finger so I know that that finger's dirty and the other ones are fine, and I'll do whatever with it. And I when like I get back to my desk,
2: it. I have a giant bottle of hand sanitizer on yeah. my desk. So not only do I wash my hands, but because I have to touch two different door handles on my way back to my desk, I pump out a little hand sanitizer and use that when I get back.
0: So I think we can all agree if you're doing number two, go wash your hands.
1: Just well. wash your hands. I think, I think even if you're doing number one as well, you definitely should wash your hands. It's slightly more (laughs) forgivable. All right. Because,
0: all right. I get it. I get get it.
1: I get it. Yeah, if I'm at home, I am slightly less likely. I'm still likely to wash my hands, but, like,
0: well, you know how you wear you? You can wear gym shorts and yeah. you can kinda like fl- kind of just like flip, it flip it it out. Down, for, for guys, I, yeah. yeah. I to for guys, at, at least. To we don't
1: need to. We don't need to go into detail, but yeah, it's there is a specific method. <laughs> no. There is but an opportunity you flush, where you then,
2: right. If you're touching the the handle to flush, you should do something, whether it's I, wash your hands or
0: hand sanitizer. If I but ask Aaron. Aaron's like, "Oh my God, well, you just touched the the uh, toilet handle. You have to wash your hands." And I was like, "Oh." yeah i guess you're right
1: yeah no i'm always i have to be convinced sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like I just,
0: I just didn't have to touch anything except for the handle dirty yeah well i'm yeah. glad that we could come up with that yeah consensus. and and yeah, by the after, way
1: after such a conversation like the first so Monday, nice, nice there is also sing.
2: i would look up there's new guidelines i'm not sure if it's the cdc or who but um for hand washing specifically. They've kind of changed it around over the years. It's not just it should be a lather for 20 seconds, you know, rub around. There's actually a specific method you're supposed to use, and I've adopted it recently. Bleach. That's like, it's this weird, like, interlocking of your fingers. Nope, like, I'm not doing top. that. It, it looks strange, yep, but, you know, I'm in there. I'm using the soap. I'm being good. Respecting my fellow potty goers.
0: Well, how about this? I want to add another layer to this. So we got... You know, we're already deep into this conversation. Washing your hands in the bathroom, hot or cold water?
2: Hot water. (laughs) I prefer hot water, but unfortunately, most public restrooms will not get hot.
1: So
0: does that kill the germs?
1: I mean, you have the soap, and so I'm sure, I mean, I'm not a science guy, but I'm sure it does, like... If it doesn't kill the germs entirely, you're not going to kill the germs entirely no matter what. But well, maybe it it's just easier help. to
0: spread whenever it's hot, and maybe that's what it is.
1: I don't think so. I think hot water is specific. I mean, also, uh, because really it's what, like, boiling water is what's supposed to actually effectively kill bacteria. But I,
0: Man, why don't we just jump in boiling water every day?
1: Uh, I don't know, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to, you know, show my inner
0: layer of skin <laughs> yeah. or no skin i guess gross that would eliminate the germs maybe yeah uh, good times all right guys
2: that's our toilet talk topic of the week brought to you this week by bleach use yeah, it man.
0: don't drink it
1: <laughs> or drink eat- <laughs> it to wash down your tide pod. yeah <laughs> I was, gonna say something like, <laughs>
0: I was going to add something with buttholes, but I couldn't think <laughs> of Thank anything Thank God harder. you did Don't do that. <laughs>
2: yeah. All right, guys. So from buttholes to bourbon, that's our next segment, the bourbon review. We're taking a look at what we've been drinking tonight, which is McAfee's Benchmark Old Number 8 Brand Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey.
1: I'm knocking down at least half a star for the name. Yeah, right, it right is a mouthful.
2: So for, for short... You know, just like a little quick one on the label, which just says Benchmark real big. So if you just want to call it Benchmark, which is what I'm going to do. Uh, it's less pretentious? Know, yeah. Less yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, no,
1: Benchmark, actually. And Benchmark is a pretty solid name. It, it makes it, yeah. well, as soon as you said Benchmark tonight, uh, I was not expecting a $9 bo- bottle of whiskey. So I yeah. will say that.
2: So I think the fun fact here is that this uh, whiskey is produced and distilled by Buffalo Trace, who was on our, which was which, featured on our last episode. Yeah, which you know you're getting into a little higher end, more, you know, delicious, and and they they make a ton of different uh, bourbons out of Kentucky there, and so uh, to find one that's only ten dollars uh, on average, I would say it might have been a little less, might have been nine or something like that, but it w- came highly recommended from the guy at the liquor store. And so you know, this is decent, I guess, to drink.
1: No, it's, it's really. I mean I, I just recently uh, went through entirely too quickly a bottle of uh, Maker's Mark. and that was really good, but I mean this is not much worse. And I yeah. really enjoy Maker's Mark, uh, but this is for nine dollars this yeah. is. This and might I be mean,
2: if you want to have a bourbon whiskey, yeah, if yeah. you want to have a bourbon whiskey, if you're in college, yeah. that's cheap. Oh, or, dude, if you want to stock your it. bar with yeah. something to make yeah. mixed drinks with, you want to impress I someone? mean, the fact that you Way can. Way better than Evan Williams. So, yeah. The <laughs> fact that you can drink this straight <laughs> and also, you know, leverage it uh, as a, a mixing bourbon is, is just super beneficial for the yeah. price.
0: So, uh, f- oh, for me, it it didn't taste like bourbon. Right. You know, you know what I mean? So, when you dr- when you drink it, it was so smooth. It
1: didn't have it that. Didn't, it didn't have it didn't that have the, bourbon. It wasn't as smoky. So, as, right. Yeah. So if you're
0: looking for a smoky, or if you're looking for like something to kind of hit you when you're when you put it in your mouth,
1: spend more than nine dollars. <sighs>
0: spend more than that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but if if you're someone who can't really force down da- or has to force down bourbon or whiskey, and but you still kind of enjoy the flavor, it's a
1: pretty good. Option, get it.
0: I mean, it could yeah. be a good introductory bourbon. It, it definitely so is. It doesn't hit it's you like easy. A, yeah. I mean it goes yeah, down very more. like I mean in all honesty this is the cleanest tasting bourbon that I've ever had or, or I just say whiskey because we've only had a couple bourbons but man it's it's so weird how you can drink it and it doesn't taste like whiskey at all well it has the
1: it has a flavor uh, but I do get what you mean it's not as I mean it, we also have you know how you get like a little ice, bit
0: of a pinch but... Whenever you yeah. swallow, you're like uh, yeah, a, burn you a little, it in the Yeah, throat, a little bit. Yeah. No, you don't feel anything like that.
1: No, yeah. So, so what's the uh, quick quick question? What's the uh, the alcohol? rating system? Oh, I would like to know the AB. Yeah. Uh, it's classic forty percent. Forty percent. That's what I was seeing.
0: Well, we've been kind of going on and off about the rating. We went from a number based system that was uh, zero to five. We went to I a list. We went to yeah. a list system that's been. At right now, I would say Blanton's old barrel. Bl- single, barrel. single barrel. Single barrel. Original. That's yeah. our first and probably our second Buffalo Trace from last week.
2: Yeah, Buffalo Trace was very good. Um, I, I mean, I would rank this, at least for now, yeah. <laughs> well, it's top eight, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. considering well, we've had well, well. eight episodes. Um, yeah, yeah I, and it might, what I'm getting at at least, it's is. Better than Bird Dog. Yeah, definitely better than Bird Just Dog. Bird Dog is in a like shout every out in my opinion. Better than Wild Turkey as well. I know Steve, you liked Wild Turkey. And and I brought and, it for you guys. Yeah, Matt, that <laughs> was actually a gift from you. Um, <laughs>
1: it's fine. I'm I'm broke. It's I, that's all I can afford. But
2: uh, yeah, for now, I, I like I said, top six for me right now. But it has some staying power. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah. It's probably top five for me. I really, Blanton's Gold Edition, despite the fact that it, it's the most expensive one that we've had so far on the show, I, I just did not like it. So, uh, I mean, it was, yeah, I think Benchmark cracks the top five, and mm. it's it, in the same conversation as Interesting. our Blanton's and Buffalo Traces, yeah. which is wild to think, but it's just... You know, bang for your buck—that's yeah. got to go into the thought
0: process. So, Matt, we'll let you come up with your own rating system. Do you think it's out of out well, of zero to I, five? What would you? How would you rate it? And, and well, yeah, would I'll you recommend this, it?
1: What I'll do is uh, two ways to rate it. So I'll do my own little hierarchy of whiskeys because I've only tried so many. But uh, as well as a, so rating, I'd have to give it. So if I'm going out of five, maybe a three point five. Maybe, which, it, sure. and that is, uh, the only reason I'm giving it, I wouldn't give it higher is just because if I'm, if it's anywhere close to five, it's got to be damn near perfect. And so, uh, Yeah, and that's, and that'd that's be it. tough to judge. Yeah, no, and be. so, uh, so I, I did really enjoy it. Um, honestly, uh, so my favorite whiskey or bourbon that I've ever tried is, uh, Woodford Reserve. Um, love that. My, my dad actually drinks it a lot, and anytime I'm home, he... Usually it lets me drink my fair share, <laughs> and so. Uh, but I thought um, you were
0: gonna say you're the reason why he drinks whenever you're at home.
1: <laughs> probably <laughs> no, he drank way before. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, so yeah, um, I would have to say uh, this is. I think it's tied for me with so Maker's Mark has always been my second favorite, but it's I think it's tied with Maker's Mark is specifically because of the uh, the price. For being so cheap and still being very drinkable, really, um, just like enjoyable to drink. So, yeah.
0: well, there you have it. If you feel like being frugal, and you feel like drinking a little bit on a Saturday night or any other night for that matter, we recommend picking up a little bottle of the Benchmark Old Number Eight.
2: Something like that. Brand Benchmark Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> All right, guys. So thanks so much for supporting the podcast and giving it a listen. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you can stay up to date on all of our content. That includes weekly episodes on Wednesdays and Sundays for you folks in Raleigh. Check out the Raleigh Rambler. If you feel so inclined, please rate and leave us a review as it helps drive our exposure to the market. Don't forget to check out our website, myshotoflife.com, and give us a follow on social media. That's at myshotoflife on Twitter and Instagram. In addition to iTunes, please check out our SoundCloud and our Stitcher, where we will be posting our episodes each and every week. Feel free to reach out to us through our various outlets with comments and suggestions on future episode topics, as well as different drinks to maybe try and to rate. And remember, as mentioned previously, if you are in or around the Raleigh area, make sure to follow along to the Raleigh Rambler podcast, which drops each and every Sunday. The podcast and related show notes will be available on our website, myshotoflife.com, and we'll fill you in on all of the events going on in the Raleigh area for the upcoming week.
0: Matthew, we appreciate you coming out,
1: Yeah, being on the show. Thank you for letting me join, guys. Thank you for the topic suggestion. Anytime.
0: And guys, as we sign off, always remember, drinks are better with friends. Cheers. Cheers, I
1: need more.